I quite like the idea of having like a pre-show bit before the music so everyone gets a chance to like settle down and listen if that's what you do with a podcast. I don't know. Do people kind of settle down? Wardy, how many Stellas have you had last night? I wasn't Stellas, mate. He was on the San Miguel was at the can last night. Oh, was that the other night? No, it was the night before. Yeah, wasn't the other it? night. It wasn't as bad. I think I still got a mix of Friday hangover and Saturday hangover. He's an absolute animal. Um, anyway, let's talk about League One. Can I just say, right, and I hope this bit goes in, because I'm going to refrain from saying anything about Portsmouth today, because I are off. No, it was I a good thing. Won. It went down well. I went, for a, I went for a running session, and I thought, who's this? It's tagged me in something. And then, like, look... I did say those quotes, but he's kind of paraphrased them to be worse than the like. I never once said Portsmouth fans last year you weren't good. Enough. Never said that. I went. It was a bit quiet at Portsmouth last year, where in other years it's been better. That's all I said. I thought so you I, meant saying Fratton Park you weren't as good as you should have been. I thought you meant the players, not the fans. That's what I thought you were getting. Oh no, no, no I, I, the players weren't going to. I thought I, I also meant that the, you know the support was still good, but it kind of felt a little bit. It didn't feel as hostile going to it, and that's what Fratton Park's all about. That's why you are the twelve man. That's why you get so many points at home and. Mm. I thought if you settle down your crowd quite early, you go away and nick a point. Obviously, me and Jake know too well about that. I think Oxford went there and got a result, didn't they, as well? well All of yeah. you got a point at least last year, I there think. Yeah. Anyway, we were shy. Yeah. Should we crack oh. on? So were we. Go on, Wardy. It's all yours, mate. Right. Hello, welcome to. Fuck you. Blooper. You're listening to that League One podcast. Hello, welcome to that League One podcast, or should I say this week's 14th best UK podcast on Spotify. Yeah, single round of applause. That's fine. Well, it isn't it's anymore, is it? First week. No, that's why I said this week's. It's oh, Sunday okay. now, so technically we've moved over. Uh, it's been a fantastic first week with the support being simply brilliant and certainly not unnoticed. When we launched the project just over a week ago, we honestly had no idea the type of reaction it would receive. We hoped positive and we've been absolutely blown away, all four of us. So from everybody part of the T-Lock team, we thank you enormously. And it starts today with another jam-packed episode discussing our winners and losers of the January January summer transfer window. <laughs> reaction to our League One predictions, our quick reflection on our club's pre-season camps and finally our opening day predictions as well. Boys, how are we? I'll start with you, Ben. It's been a good first week, hasn't it? Oh, it's been brilliant. Um, again, when we launched it, Obviously, we all put it up at the same time last week, didn't we, on the Friday. And uh, I was at work at the time and my phone was exploding. And I thought, at first I thought, hang on a minute, has Tinder been striking me lucky? But no, it's, <laughs> it's all been about that League One podcast, which has, which has been good. Um, and it, it was also nice to do something slightly different with it as well, just to kind of jump on with you boys as well and just talk about football, really. And I've been absolutely itching to get back on, so... Hopefully, again, you stick with us. Um, it is only going to get, you know, go downhill from here. But again, stick with us, enjoy the ride, and hopefully, it's a, a good season for all of us involved. I mean, it's definitely going to get worse from here because I've just said in the introduction the January transfer window, and it is <laughs> not January, it's the summer transfer window. I did actually write the summer, but for some reason, that word didn't quite come out. Uh, Tom, it's been a, a, a good launch week, but you've been sort of following the analytics, and we've now got the password, so we can actually see them ourselves. But you were, you were quite impressed by it, and we were all really impressed by it, and we didn't quite think we were going to get to a point where we could sort of be as proud as we are with it early doors. Yeah, really humbling, actually. I, I was... I wasn't surprised because I know that there's a lot of love for all three of you and, and a little bit of love for me out there. But it's, um, yeah, it's been really nice to see. I think this will be a good one. He's probably selling himself a bit short because he's the most meticulous man I know who's in charge of proceedings today. So I'm sure it'll be a good one. But yeah, no, it's been it's been really amazing. We should say keep following, keep adding, keep subscribing, whatever you do on your chosen platform to make sure that you get that notification every time one of these episodes comes out because that's very important and crucial and just keep up the support I'm, I said the, to the boys in the chat the other day I'm so excited for when we've got like this weekend that just takes us all by surprise in League One and we're going to spend an hour chatting about it and debriefing and, and it's just going to be really good and the whole season is going to be a good one hopefully some success at the end of it for all of our clubs. And yeah, thank you everybody from the bottom of our hearts for welcoming us with open arms to your ears, as if that can be a phrase, because uh, yeah, it was a, a very warm welcome. Jake, it wasn't the only thing that launched for you this week as well. Channel 72 is up and running. Um, how are you finding the, the world of 
YouTube slash podcasting industry content creation? Yeah, I mean, I, I did obviously the introduction video last week, uh, this week actually, um, and it went down pretty well. Um, like then my phone sort of blew up uh, on Friday when we released the podcast, but that's to be expected. Um, I have been, it's been difficult talking to a camera, actually. I've not really done much of it before. Obviously, I can talk to my my phone, but sitting there talking to a camera, you seem a little bit mental, a little bit deluded, but um, we're getting there. 1 to 24s are out, uh, will be out this coming week. Um, just need to get something delivered for my uh, MacBook so that we can get the stuff sorted, but that's all boring. But no, um, really looking forward to it, boys, and I'm, I'm sure Wardy's got a great episode lined up for you all. Um Never mind the fact that the opening was scripted and he still said it wrong. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I actually think wrote word for word. What he might have had a couple of beers. Yeah, maybe. Or, or maybe I just can't see the difference between a word, it's January or summer. Talking of uh, who is winning the summer transfer window, that's where we're going to start because there's been lots of business. So many clubs doing some fantastic business, both in and out. I'd say mainly in. I think it's. I said to Tom only a couple of weeks ago, and I'm going to stay with that trend. I think it's been one of the best League One windows we've ever had when it comes to recruiting players of a fantastic level. And again, the conversation at the start was about, in the first episode, and since we've been talking off camera, about the level of competition in League One, maybe not having the likes of Ipswich, Sheffield Wednesday, we had Sunderland in the past, but I think every club that have been competing in it this time around have been really aggressive in the way they've gone about their business. Um, Tom, I will start with you. As the most active club in the window so far, I think it's only right we start with you. Um, who are your window winners? I, I presume you're going to throw Pompey into the hat and I don't think, I mean, I, I want to roll my eyes, but I don't think I can. Who are your window winners in your eyes? Um, I think there's three different answers to that question. If you think winning the window is the best bringing in of quality players in positions in which you need to strengthen. I think it's Charlton. If speed of incomings is most important to you, so ensuring maximum time for wholesale changes to gel as a team together before a season kicks off, I think Pompey have done the best and feel free to roll your eyes, but also have quality in amongst those signings as well. But then my third thing is, if to you winning the window means bringing in the best players optimised for promotion based on experience and track record, I think Derby have won the window. So there's there's three different facets to look at from my point of view. But I would also throw Burton in there. And I said in predictions during the week, I think they will probably have a bit of a an under-the-radar window, as will probably Steven into two. Because, you know, you, you look at your big hitters and there's three teams there, Charlton, Derby and Pompey, who, you know, with no disrespect to any other teams, are probably going to be up there in the conversation of a team that is pushing. But for... A, a, a team such as Burton or a Stevenage, or I think even bringing Lincolns and, and Fleetwoods into there that, that you kind of, you don't want those to go unnoticed. Also, Jack, special little shout out for Liam Manning's Yellow Army, because I think some of the business there has been incredible. And it was manifested yesterday, wasn't it? Which I'm sure you may have written down to include in the show at some point, but um, I'm sure we'll get a word or two on the 5-0 thrashing. Yeah, no, it was it was good. I, I said to, I put it on the group chat, performances, and we'll touch on mini pre-season uh, reflections. But I, I wouldn't read too much, into, and I don't read too much into pre-season results. I read a lot into pre-season performances. I think it's important you look at a performance because, and, and people might even turn their nose up at that, but I, I, I think it's important to see patterns of play, important to see which players are showing confidence, because you've got to remember, these, these players are playing for a starting place next week, you know, and, and that is really important for them. And with a squad size and a much better place than it was last season in the Oxford case, more players have got to show why they're willing to, well, they shouldn't, are willing to, to really put on the shirt and, and get a result at Cambridge on, on next Saturday. Jake, similar question to you, really. Tom's thrown a, a few clubs in there for, for window winners, Derby, Burton, Stevenage, Oxford, and even yourself, Lincoln. Um, the same question, like even yourself, sarcastically, like it isn't, like it shouldn't be in there. It, it probably should be. Who are your window winners, mate? I, I, I mean, I, there's another facet that I don't think Tom quite covered. I think those uh, a team could have won the window depending on what they've lost and what they've been able to bring in and improve the, the, the current squad. And to be honest, I, I think I look at the, the teams up and down the division, and and Bolton for me, their business really strikes me as really intriguing and really fantastic because. They lost James Trafford and, and Conor Bradley last year. They were two massive key cogs in that Bolton wheel. And they've gone out and replaced them with, with Nathan Baxter, who's been very good at this level before, with Hull and Atkinson Stanley. 
Um, they've also brought in Joel Coleman, who was at Ipswich, got promoted last year. Yes, he didn't have a, a massive role to play, but still um, a, a goalkeeper. I believe he's played in the Championship as well. Um, and they brought in Josh Dacris Cogley and, and those who have keep, uh, kept a close eye on League Two, the league division below what we're, what we're covering. Um, he was arguably the best player in that division last year. Um, he's a fantastic athletic right wing back, everything that you want him to be. He's very creative. Um, and then you also look at the, the little bits of business as well they've done. Mendes Gomez was, is obviously the, the probably the statement one. Um, they've brought Dan and Lundaloo back, the scummer in, in Tom Eyes, but that's a good sign. And he's been there for six months before. He knows the football club, he knows the environment. And do you know what? I, I think probably the one of the better signings is, and the one that's gone probably unnoticed in League One this year has been Zach Ashworth. Um, he had a really good spell at Burton Albion last season. He was one of the top performing left wing backs in the league last year um, and that was at Burton. They finished 15th, I think. Um, and to get him on loan um, just proves more competition. That Ian Everett's side have got, you think about it, two players for every single position and, and Ashworth is a really good addition and then they even brought in Will Forrester. Did they really need to? He's a really good centre-back that played the level last year with, with, with Port Vale. So, for me, I, I think for what they've lost and what they've brought in, I, I don't think you can look past Bolton. Ben, would you agree with Jake Bolton's shout? You know quite a lot about Mendes Gomez from his time at, at Fleetwood last season. Lots of names there. Like you mentioned he's really strengthened in, in all positions in Everett. But would you agree with that shout? Bang on, I was about to say Bolton as well. Um, literally, I, I think losing two lone players of that calibre, I think we've all experienced when you lose some lone players and you can't just quite replace them and how much you kind of struggle the next season. Lincoln did that a couple of years ago. Fleetwood got to the playoffs, you know, on some really big lone players in, you know, Ben Davis. Actually went to, he didn't actually play, but actually went to one side for Liverpool just a few years ago as well and was excellent in the Championship with Preston and you know, Sheffield United. So, proves how quality you know, the loan market is. But to go and replace them straight away with quality as well, I think is, is huge. And it's not a bad thing that they've lost them, I don't think, because I think if Bolton want to go and get a better loan player, I think they could sometimes pick a Championship team because they know they're going to play and they know they're going to improve, which is... The main thing about a loan, I think also Charlton deserve a big, big, um, you know, kind of round of applause for their business because they brought East Hill in goal, they brought Alfie May in, all bad goals, Bashu Kamara, Lloyd Jones, um, and also they just signed Terry Taylor, who was absolutely brilliant for Burton last year. I think he was outstanding. I think Oxford had a great window as well. Like we say, you know, your Ruben Rodriguez, your Thornleys, obviously we've heard it. I think I know Oxford business better than Fleet was after the way you've been going on about it. Well, <laughs> um, and I think, I think as well, what's gone, what's gone wrong at Reading, I think they've brought four players in, but they are four good players at League One level. And um, I think it was you last week, Warren, who, who, who said that these clubs like Sheffield Wednesday, Ipswich say, well, we don't need to you know, sign League One players. We are this type of club and we are bigger than the rest of you and we will go back up. Redden have brought, you know, Nibs and Smith in from Cambridge who, they were in struggle in size but they were the two best players. Smith scored six and six um, at a period last year at the back end of the season. Those goals kept Cambridge in League One. Um, they signed Charlie Savage who was again excellent in the Forest Green Rovers side. He, he literally, I think he captain Man United in a pre-season game just a few weeks ago as well which shows you, you don't captain Man United in any game if you know if you, if you kind of you know Joey and then Lewis Wing absolutely brilliant signing for me I don't know how he's ended up at Reading was excellent last year goals from midfield but I would probably have to agree with Jay those all have had a good window there's been plenty others that have had good windows as well in my eyes I think Wigan have had a decent window from all the ongoings there I think Blackpool have had a decent window as well but for me Bolton to replace what you've got um, and like I say Mendes Gomez 24 years of age through 300,000 pounds I don't. I think they would have had to pay maybe treble that if Luton hadn't gone up. So I think they've got an absolute steal there, and probably in my eyes the nearest to a dapper Affleck placement they're going, they're going to get. Tom, how important was team summer business when you look at your predictions? Because it was a really, really difficult prediction to do. All twenty-four of them. We'll come on to a little bit of a reaction to ours going out online and the masses taking their hits at us. But I, I would say that the, the predictions are a lot of the time heavily influenced by teams' business. Was that the same again this season? And I would actually probably throw out an opinion and say more than ever. 
Yeah, yeah. I think it's particularly with what uh, Ben's just saying, they were Reading. I think that with all of us a couple of weeks ago, Reading were right down in the dumps of League One, and then all of a sudden they make those four or five additions, and and they they bounce straight back up towards the top end. I saw the news on Friday; they're not allowed to pay fees for players until twenty twenty five. Now Reading, apparently, according to uh, a guy at the BBC called Lewis Coombs, so that's a little bit of a concern. And I I think Ben's saying there, there's no dispute in the quality of those additions, but how that can be done while all this is rumbling on in the background of they're then putting another embargo. It, it all just feels a little bit bizarre to me. I, I don't know, you know, and, and we're led to believe that a few deals that Reading were really keen on doing fell through at the kind of the back end of last week or early part of last week where they're actually looking to still strengthen but haven't been able to do so due to all their off-field problems. And if you actually look into their ownership a little bit, and this is comes back to your question about the predictions, you know, you, you kind of, when you're looking at these, you want to do as much possible research as you can into them. The guy there has got a real checkered history of, I think there's, there's a couple of European clubs that he was in charge of that have folded quite recently or, or, or went into administration under his watch, which is a little bit of a concern of mine. I'd be quite anxious as a Reading fan, I remember saying. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, the thing with the transfer window for me and, and making a difference on predictions, and you'll you'll be pleased to know, I know Jake's haven't come out yet, but I did a little bit of maths uh, before we got going and I've managed to come up with a best of three League One predictions table when you combine CODs, vlogs, Fauna, written all over it and the Jack Ward football podcast. Um, and Basically, he's got way too much time. Way that, too that, much time. No, well, I was, I, was on, I was on my laptop. When was it? Friday, probably Friday evening replying to comments and, I, and there was a... I actually saw I think it was a guy yeah. that commented on Ben's video yes, and he went, was. oh, that'd be a really good idea. And I thought, ah, in that case, let's uh, let's put that to the test. So I don't know if Wardy's running order is going to permit for that, but we can get onto that a little bit later. Um, I'm sure we can squeeze it This is what's going to happen, by the way. We say how relaxed it is. We'll probably make up things as we go along in terms of what we're going to use for these episodes. Um in a League One season where I can see it being more important than ever to hit the ground running in terms of points on the board, if, as we expect, I think the transfers are going to play a massive part. The league's tighter than it has been for the last few seasons. You boys have been saying that for ages. I worry newish squads perhaps being a couple of weeks behind others. We're talking about uh, Bolton there. I think it was... Uh, Jakey that said it on last week's show, how they've... Well, we said it maybe in privately on the group chat, but they've still got a really good core there and they've made additions that have just bolstered that rather than a Pompey or the argument for a Charlton to bring in a completely wholesale new group that is fresh and goes straight in. Um, so it's where I see Bolton's squad really thriving. Having said that, watching Pompey in the last few weeks, I'd, although off-field pitches and morale is very good, the new boys are integrating nicely over 90 minutes on a football pitch. It's not by any means a finished article. So I think, oh my word, what was that? Someone's yeah, just, someone just falling down the stairs. <laughs> So I just collapsed. Blown the bloody door. <laughs> oh, I got to pay for that. That's not going to come out of the rent. Just for the uh... patrons. Is everything okay in Lincoln, Jake, or do we need to pause briefly just to check? No, I think no. Everything's. I think. Any casualties? Oh, it was a door. Okay, that's all right then. As long as it wasn't a person, then I think we're all good to carry on. <laughs> to be fair, we've got a loud bang for a burglar. It didn't fall off the roof. Do you know what that bang was? It was Tyler Walker after yesterday's defeat to Rotherham. Thinking, nope, I'm off. Yeah. <laughs> what happened yesterday, Jake? Are we going to chat about that or? No, no? I don't. I don't. It's not the running order, so we don't have to. <laughs> no, <about> fine. Move <laughs> on. <laughs> the, the boss has said we're absolutely all right. <laughs> to not, but... Do you know why we're not putting it in? I have no idea what happened. Right, so let's. They lost. Oh, did they? Mm. Well, losing not for everyone in pre season. Against championship opposition. By the way, we should also say as well our beautiful faces are being recorded and they can be available on Patreon. So hey. if you want to. Buy us a meal deal every week, or actually, probably at the moment, once a month, then you can go and subscribe to our Patreon for $4 a month. Remember, we produce one podcast, no, yeah, per week, four per month. That's $1 that was slick. per podcast. As you can tell, that bit wasn't scripted, but you couldn't tell because the first bit that was fucking scripted was fucked up anyway, so it don't really matter. But You were looking bit... down, though, Wardy, as you said it, so I'm guessing it was, you must have written something down and still well, fucked I've, I've it up. Ri- I, I put... Patreon Wrote promotion. Wrote it down and you fucked it up. Wrote it. <laughs> well, it really fucked it up. Sorry. Uh, but there we go. You can subscribe to that for $4 a month, which is about £3.50. And uh, yeah, the link to that is on our Twitter. And also, if you just put that League One podcast on patreon.co.uk or .com, whatever it is, you can help us out. It's That'd in the be link amazing. Tree Thank as you well. very much. It's in the link tree. The link tree. 
So uh, thank you very much. Um, we've got probably about one more minute left on the summer transfer window. So I'd Have ask we? Jake. Well, yeah, I've, mate, I've got 20 minute, 10 minute, 20 minute, 20 minute Oh my segments. word. I told you this would be meticulous. <laughs> it's Yeah, well, it's not a slip when you actually point it out, is it? Then, then people realise that it's not a slip. Anyway, right. <laughs> Let's move on. Jake, um, any signing of the summers? I wanted to sort of ask that because I'm, I'm hoping you might put a name forward. But um, any signing of the summers in particular that come to mind? I I do, actually. I, I think the one that, that does come to mind is Archie Collins at, at Posh. Um, now he <laughs> right, was let's a, move on. <laughs> that isn't what I wanted you to say. But um... that's, you, wanted to, you wanted me to sit here and say Ruben Rodriguez. But um, for a player that's not cut it in the Football League as of yet, I don't think I can brandish him about as signing of the season. Mm. Um, I, now, I, I, I said Archie Collins because I don't want to say the real answer because Tom will start getting a massive boner and might get a bit of white residue coming onto his face. Um, <laughs> God. <laughs> We're going to get on the that, Eating we? their dinner listening to this, so I do apologise. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I mean, the signing of the summer is Regan Paul. Um, I've said Archie Collins yet. I've lied is what I've done. Um, Regan Paul, I've said to Tom, I think I said it on his final Sunday live, I've said it to him multiple times over the phone because we've had about 50 million conversations about how to work this bloody camera that he sent me. Um, well, if you close the door, <laughs> it would work, you numpty. Um, just falling have... off, mate. That was the door in the background. Oh, the oh, camera no. door. Oh. <laughs> and the door through there has come off the bloody <laughs> yeah. hinges. Um no, I, I, I think Regan... I won't say what I want to say, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Regan Paul, I, I think Regan Paul is the best central defender in the whole division. Uh, I think he's shown that in the last so two good. years, two and, a half, so two and a half years at Lincoln. I think he showed it a little bit at MK Dons and it, it shows why he, spl- he splashed the catch on him when, when we were up there in the playoffs going for, for the championship and... By all accounts, I've spoken to, to Tom a few times. I've also had the really fortunate task of speaking to a young man called Dylan. Um, I, I will go into actually a bit of it. I know it's not in the script, but he, 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 I spoke to him the other week and he said, oh, Pompey going to win 14 out of the first 13, um, 15 league games. I said, Dylan, that's literally impossible. No one's going to do that. He rings me yesterday, obviously, after defeats to... AFC Wimbledon on Tuesday and Bristol <laughs> City on, on, on Saturday. And he goes, Tommy, I think we're going to have like four points when we play you in September. Um, he also said you were going to go invincible but, as well, by the way. That was another one. Did, 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 yeah, that's on YouTube, one. that one as well. That's even worse. He, he, he did mention that. and I, uh, he, he did inform me to get that, sneak that in somewhere, but um, you've done it probably, Wardy. But, but from all accounts, Regan Paul, I mean, I've been on Pompey Twitter and seen Regan Paul played really well over, the, over both of those pre-season games and I'm not surprised whatsoever. He's man of the match yesterday, um, definitely. I, I think he's going to... be. I, I wouldn't be surprised if John Messina says, right, you're my vice-captain because he's one of those players that doesn't need the armband to lead, but uh, I can imagine next season he might take over the armband of Pompey. be interesting. Oh, it's my show, isn't it? Um, yeah, Ben. <laughs> I did uh, that last of... week. <laughs> I know, I keep forgetting. I get so engrossed in conversation, I forget that I'm actually meant to move on the conversation. Uh, ben, same for you. Is there one that, that stands out? Regan Porter mentioned. Rodriguez has been put forward by myself. I would also agree with Jake, by the way. All jokes aside, I think we do need to see a player actually compete in the league before he can call him signing of the season. Uh, but who would you go with, Ben? <laughs> I would obviously. I think I, I said it. Regan Poole was the best signing of the summer when it when it was announced. Um, I think there's been so many backstring goal for Bolton. I, we mentioned earlier. I think to play as a goalkeeper did so well for you. Was was always going to be vital. Um, I, I also look at you know Derby's business. I think bringing in you know Ward. I think bringing in Elder, who know the league, the the two attacking fullbacks, and the way that Derby County want to play with those high flying wing backs, getting balls into the box. Obviously, they signed Connor Washington as well. Um, someone that you know Paul Warren knows. You signed because I think Derby are signing. You know they haven't signed. I always say this a lot. They haven't signed stars, but they signed gems, and those gems get you out of League One. And Sheffield Wednesday did similar last year, where they brought. Stockdale, Ben Hennigan in, those types of players. And they weren't too happy about it, Sheffield Wednesday, because they weren't fancy players like your Ruben Rodriguez is in your Regan Pools. But they are players that know the league, they've got so many appearances that they get you out of the league. So I would look at Derby's business as, you know, some of those chances being the best. But for me, Regan Pool is um he's he's different gravy. So we're gonna to move to reaction to the League One predictions that went out 
online. Jake hasn't put his out yet, but I'm being told next week. He said Monday next. Is that tomorrow? Imagine it is. It tomorrow? Yeah, it, it, sh- it, it should be either tomorrow or Tuesday. It might be out it's early next time week. You then to this. Unless you're a patron and you're giving us your money, in which case <laughs> it's not. <laughs> There you go. Uh, so Can Tom's put together a spreadsheet. So by name, by oh the way. yeah, Sue. We got Sue and Sue! and Dan. Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> she is. She's laughing as we speak, saying that we've all had. Other than Jake, who hasn't put his out. Three of us got Derby top. All three of us got Pompey automatically promoted, and all three of no, us. No, we didn't. Well, you got him third. Yeah. Did you watch the video, Ward? You don't I get automatically promoted in third, mate, last time I checked. Not only two. Wait, wait. You, you didn't, did nearly I... end up there last year. This is going yeah, brilliantly no, well, isn't it? Yeah. I thought you had the, I thought you had, anyway, I thought you had him second. Anyway, I know Napa's had him second. I am second. You had him third. I think I can say. Can I just say, by the way, how did this podcast get to 14th last week? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I think I'm pretty sure I'm saying Carlisle and Northampton. We all got relegated. Yes. Other than Jake hasn't played out. Is that do right? Do you want me to go through the table based on the logic yeah, yeah, that yeah, the guy you, in you the comments did? Sorry, Jakey, because you're missing out on this, and we will review next week when the the next podcast comes out. Um, but Wardy's right. We had well, I think all three of us went for Derby top. All yeah. three of us also went for Blackpool to finish fifth as well, which I thought was quite really? interesting. Um, we'll start from bottom and go up. So the most popular team bottom, there were two that ended up on exactly the same points, uh, which were Northampton and Cambridge. So if we're going alphabetically, you'd probably go Northampton bottom and then Cambridge. Carlisle would be 22nd, followed by Cheltenham in 21st. So the four yeah. teams that, as an average to go down from the three of us are Northampton, Cambridge, Carlisle and Cheltenham. That was my bottom four. Just avo- I think that was pretty much mine as well. Just avoiding the drop would the be Shrewsbury, one. then Port Vale. Wigan yeah. 18th, given how low myself nah. and Wardy had them. See, I'm, and I knew that we'd get a bit of reaction to this. Go I've on, got this no. in my running order, by the way. I've I will, got I will, can I, I, give me a note in a fans. bit, and I want to talk on Wigan because it's... Right. Anyway, carry on. I'll finish this. He's not going to like this either. Level on points were Fleetwood and Stevenage. So Fleetwood 17th and Stevenage 16th. To those of us not joining the Patreon, he's moving his head around rather disapprovingly. Exeter 15th, which a funny one on Exeter. I had a few Exeter fans message me and commented saying, oh yeah, great prediction. I think that'll be about right. And then a couple were like, what are you, why is everyone putting us 14th and 15th? But anyway, difference of opinion. It's the general you rule lost of best players. Rule of, some number. <laughs> rule of predictions. Leighton Orient for Leighton Orient for be careful, Wardy, you'll end up on TikTok again. Leighton Orient 14th, Burton 13th, Bristol Rovers 12th, Jakey Boys, beloved Lincoln City are 11th. Um, Wickham 10th, Barnsley 9th, Reading 8th, Peterborough 7th, Oxford United takes 6th place. We all agreed on Blackpool ah, in 5th, Charlton 4th, Bolton 3rd, Pompey by default 2nd, but I wouldn't agree with that. And then, See, I was said, right. Pompey, all of us got on 2nd. No, of. we did. Yeah, sort of. Two out of threes. That means that, yeah, anyway, just Ooh. by one position out between... But, so Bolton got 8 points and Pompey got 7, so we're just... Just second, which I worry about. I might, mate. If I'd recorded my predictions now, I would have probably had us a little bit lower than even that. But uh, and then Derby top. And by the way, can I just come? I know we've got we're very rigorously timed here. Ben didn't mention Kane Wilson, which would be my signing of the summer. By the way, I think he's incredibly. And and I remember when he was going to go to Bolton, there was all sorts of chat about him being the signing of the window. So I know they've been signing since, but Kane Wilson would be my one. But yeah, sorry, Wigan, Ben. So. People have been saying, I've been listening to a lot of opinions online, which everyone's entitled to him, but they're all saying that I get Wigan on minus eight points. And Jake said before the podcast started, he goes, because for, for, I have Wigan 13, for Wigan to get 13, they have to have his playoff form. Well, they don't, because last year, the playoffs, it was around, what, 77, 78 points to get in. Wigan, it, to finish 13, last year, where Fleetwood finished, they got 57, I think 58 points in the end, or 59 points, one of the two. So we're going to need to get around about 66, 67 to finish in that area, which will be about ninth, maybe 10th. Um, so I think Wigan will be fine. Wigan have still got some very, very good players. You know, your McGinnis, your, your Callum Lang, who's been good at this level. They've signed pretty much all the targets they wanted to sign. Sean Maloney did a really good job last year. And people are going, oh, they're relying on you. They're absolutely not. 
And also the feel-good factor. They've had so many false dawns of Wigan Athletic and this time it needs to be right because I can't see them recovering again. You know, you, you look at it, it's three or four times now they've been in this situation. But also, bar the season that Wigan just about stayed up, but the expectation was to stay up. There's no real expectation on Wigan to do anything this year. Obviously, you want to get to zero points as soon as possible. That would be the first expectation. But I think Wigan, every time they've come down, the expectation has always been to win the league or win automatic promotion because they've always had the best squad in the league. So I think being the underdog for once, I know they've got some tough opening games. They've got Derby and Barnsley in the first five. I think that will really suit them. So I think Wigan will have a will have a decent season. And I could not believe how many people put them as low as they did. And, you know, we'll see. But I think Wigan, I think if, if, if it's going to be anything, I think I'll be wrong and Wigan finish higher than 13th, if I'm honest with you. Wow. Really, you wouldn't be surprised with a higher than thirteenth finish. No, I wouldn't. I think I think the settled. I think I think Sean Maloney is a very good young manager. I saw enough because come on, you had Colo Torre and they were. I don't think they won a game, and they were, or they might have won one, but they were awful. And for me, I just think that settled squad, settled manager, the fans will will give the team time. Uh, I think Sean Clay, you can say what you like about him. I think he's a decent signing. Callum McManaman knows the club very well. Obviously, he got the assist for the for the FA Cup winning goal as well. He knows the football club very well. And Callum Lang, if you can get him scoring, he'll go and score 15, 20 goals. And that'll be enough. That'll, that'll be enough. Can I just remind everyone, because Jack's in charge and he probably won't mention it, he did put Wigan to finish 20th out of um, the 24 teams last week, to <laughs> point that out. And also to point out as well, <laughs> Well, I wasn't much better, to be honest. I think, what did I go for? I went for 18 for Wigan. Ben, how much do you read into um, what more and McGrath leaving the club this week? That's um, a cause for concern. It, it, yeah, it is. But I think one thing Wigan have done well is they have got rid of a lot of players who were older. You know, your max powers, you look at that. I kind of think sometimes once you've been through this, you need to get through it. You need to get those players who are good players. Jack Watmore is a very good League One player. We all know that. And I think that... If he came to Oxford, Lincoln, you know, possibly even Paul before Fleetwood, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'd be absolutely delighted because I think Fleetwood need a new centre half desperately. But I think there's going to be maybe ten clubs that will beat Fleetwood Town to his his signature. Um, I think sometimes it's a bad thing because you're losing a quality player, but sometimes it's a good thing because you can just move on. And if you want, you need players in that situation. You want to be there, who have the right attitude, who understand where the club is going. And Wigan Athletic can't do what they did two or three years ago at this moment in time. Maybe next year they can. Uh, I think what the ownership has done very, is in a small period of time is remarkable. If I'm honest with you, but let's be honest, it's not all going to go to plan straight away. So um, you have to kind of. Bear that in mind that things are going to go wrong over the course of the season. It's not going to be plain sailing now you've got new owners. We've all seen that. And that's what kind of sometimes they'll say, you know, think about, you know, Ports of fans when they're asking for their owners, you know, to spend a bit more money or to do this, do that. Be careful what you wish for sometimes. Jake, without you being really left out, um, we're talking about predictions <laughs> here. Are there any sort of absolute stinkers that come to mind? Without spoiling yours, did you ever watch any of our, you probably did, any of our predictions and just go, they were. They have no idea why they got them there. Other than, well, I presume I, Lincoln's I, a shout. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't impressed with anyone's Lincoln prediction, if, if I'm honest. Um, but I, I will talk to you privately in the in, in the group chat about that. Um, Deal with you later. My, my, <laughs> Sorry, my dad will come to your house and beat you up. No. Um, <laughs> I think, I, look, uh, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to fucking up that table that Tom just produced because my Pontus 24s are a little bit different to, to all of yours, which is something to keep your eye posted on the channel. Eh? Um, anyway, um, I think, Woody, you had a shocker with Wigan, to be honest. And I know they're on minus eight points, but like Ben has just said for the last couple of minutes there, Wigan have got far too much quality, I think, in that squad. Um, to, to to be anywhere near the bottom four. Uh, I won't tell you where I put them. Um, I was also really surprised with how high you all put Exeter as well, like you mentioned there. Um, I, put them I would agree with that, by the way, because I was really... You put them 20, yeah? I put them just to avoid the drought. I think they're going to really well, struggle this year. I think I got them about Maybe. 15th, I think. I think... Yeah, I, yeah I, I put them a little bit... I think they'll be involved a little bit closer to the to bottom four than you all might have suggested, obviously. The reasons being that they've lost, obviously, the, the, the really key players in, in Brown. I know he's not played since January, but Stansfield, Collins, etc. Uh, I mean, it's only been this week that Sam Nombe was linked to a massive move to Charlton as well. So, 
Um, look, I, 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 I like some of their recruitment. I like Dion Rankin. Uh, I think he's got glowing reviews from Chelsea, but um, he, he's not one that I, I think it, I don't think they're going to do particularly well. And if I'm honest, my brain's gone a little bit dead um, on everyone's predictions. So I do apologise. I did watch them all, um, but it might it have been... A while ago. I, I did... I maybe used Wardies to fall asleep. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> a lot of people do that with my content. You're not the first to say that. <laughs> um, no, I, I can't think... I can't think of it. Obviously, I think um, I very much disagree with, with the top two, um, but I'm sure that will be explained tomorrow. Could, could I just add... It, are there any? I know they were kind of trying to spoil it a little bit. There were a few that Ben and Jack have agreed on, or me and Ben have agreed on, and Jack's gone completely different, or me and whatever. <laughs> just get relegated. Not well, yeah. Well, well, Wigan's not one of them because um, I suppose it's kind of fifty-fifty on the podcast, really. And T Loppers let us know if you're kind of pro Wigan staying up or <laughs> or a bit more. What T Loppers? Well, that's what we—is that what we're going to call them, or <laughs> the, the Patreons are the the, uh, the juicy tea loppers? I reckon. Well, no, just anyone listening. What, the tea what else could you be? Found team, that seems better. Team tea. Oh, I like tea loppers. Tea loppers. Little tea lop- loppers. Yeah. Well, carry on. Completely throw me off the set there. <laughs> what I was going to say is, are are there any shouts that maybe two of us have gone for and? I mean, you're probably going to... No, you're not going to put Derby top, are you? Because we've had this conversation. So that's going to be one that you butt the trend on. So no, you're, these numbers are going to be completely warped, aren't they? Yeah. I think ja- I think Jake has got has done this on purpose, right? He's waiting for the shit that we get from all the other fans <laughs> and then he's just going to go, yeah. well, they've all got Wigan, they've all got Wigan 20th, right? Well, no Wigan fans are crying on their videos. Fuck it, go third. That's what they're doing. I think it's bollocks. I reckon we should have done it so that <laughs> everybody released them at the same time I know, and nobody I know. can get... Very conveniently, they? Can I have a look yeah. at your note structure, please? Yeah, yeah. I, I, by the way, before, <laughs> if he comes with an unbelievable structure, just remember that I emailed him my fucking format for that, right? And so also, similar, by the way, it's he need to do it. I did, I, on, honestly, on Tuesday, I came in the stream at 9am. I recorded the video at 10 past three, bear in mind, right? And that idiot, right, he's only going to have to watch 24 minutes of my video to go, yeah, 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 no, okay. he's time for who? Didn't know that. No research needed. Just watch our videos. Done. Yeah. No research. No research needed, boys. I am for, for those who are listening, wafting my massive book of League One research. Glad he's not Poor wafting his massive. Oh, nothing it's in just it. Twenty pages, lads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, There's nothing in that book. Right. Let's uh, move <laughs> to. That's the second time we've had complete head loss over Jake on this podcast. I don't know well, what's going just... on here. Well, I wasn't annoyed world. last week, but this week. But this week, when he was like, went, now he's waiting for all the stick that we get until we really see on Mon- Monday or Tuesday. That is pathetic. Right, <laughs> let's move to reflecting on our close pre-seasons. Only a, literally a very, very quick segment because I get a lot of people watching this probably won't be too interested in it. Pompey, <laughs> someone's audience, fallen but... over in Jake's oh, house again. Someone please put those hinges on that door. <laughs> Sorry. Let's start with, let's start with Tom because Tom's an interesting one to talk about uh, Pompey pre-season. I, mm. I did say in a lot of videos, I've got a Pomp, uh, Pompey video coming out right now, actually. Well, not right now, today. Uh, so if you're Ooh. watching this, listen to this, go and watch that. It's titled... Uh, should I say the title? I mean, I can. It's out. Uh, it's... How ports, how the Pompey project will work, something along those lines. It's not got me in it, so it hasn't. Got, it's got another Porter fan in it. It's actually, got someone so else not, in it. So he's not happy about it. But I did discuss, and we did have a chat about Portsmouth preseason being really, really important because of the amount of players that have come in. Would you say that the preseason has gone the way that you would have wanted it? So I know you went to Spain, and you know, oh God, I don't know. Why did I? I, I don't know why I brought that. I, I was going to say, how I, would you? Yeah. How would you reflect on the on the preseason camp? Um. I feel very indifferent about it all, to be honest with you. I feel like, I, I don't know, maybe there's some really logical reason why the powers that be have done this in terms of the, the coaching staff, but I feel like we had a couple of wasted opportunities with playing academy players for the last half hour of a couple of our local friendlies that we always do. Whether Messino and the boys have kind of seen that as a bit of a kind of a stock filler to help out your local sides like Haven or Bogner or, or whatever. Um the more competitive games towards the tail end of the preseason in Wimbledon and Bristol City, because let's not forget that pre- it, we haven't got any more preseason games in the group, have we? I don't, no, I think we're all done now. Mm. So we've just all got sort of maybe even five or six days to wait by the time you're listening to this. But I haven't been over the moon. I wasn't, 
I, I was more impressed by yesterday than I was Tuesday night. I thought Tuesday night we really lacked that kind of that spark, and and we we, we looked probably on par with a league to a, a, a what will be a mid-table League Two Wimbledon side. I would expect no, maybe not pushing pushing higher. I'd say that lower. Further, right. Well, there we oh. go. So that kind of on Jim Davidson here. How you roll that one? <laughs> Either way, so I think it's fair to say they should be they'll, they'll be lower than Portsmouth. You, absolutely, because they're a division below. I'm really glad exactly. you we pointed that bit out. Yeah. Um, but then yesterday, I, I I really liked the look of the likes of Gavin White, Anthony Scully, Regan Paul, who we've mentioned. Anthony Scully, Jake. He just and Anthony Scully's superb. Regan Paul's excellent. Um, those have been my my three standouts. And you, you just heard, and I, I said this to you last night, Wardy. They're not really playing as wingers. Those two, White and Scully, they mm. kind of find themselves off it slightly, or they're. You know, Scully's trying to be a little bit more creative and I, I don't know I I, I feel like it, it's going to take some time and I know you were mentioning Dylan and Jess earlier on but I don't think Pompey fans quite realised how it will take quite a bit of time and I worry as I said at the top of the show you miss out on those first couple of weeks all of a sudden you're chasing a, a handful of points from the pack and I think about you know the establishments in terms of squads in this division and I worry that Pompey might be a little bit behind that having said that Charlton aren't exactly, you know, they're, they're pretty brand new, aren't they? And they're likely to be challenging up there. So, uh, yeah, I, I worry a little bit. I, I don't know how it's going to go. I, I think there's a, a bit of Pompey head loss on Twitter, which always happens when we lose. So there's, you know, there's, there's going to be the people out there that just completely throw their toys out the pram whenever they see a Pompey defeat. Um, quite a lot of it is reasonable and measured. There were a few alarm bells ringing for me yesterday. My overall thought, though, is... Let's start worrying when things aren't going well, when the real stuff gets going. As you said earlier, Wardy, don't read too much into preseason. I don't. I think put it this way: Oxford can't read into enough about a five-nil win, as Pompey can't read in a one-nil loss to Championship opposition either. You kind of you read in just as much as you do vice versa, don't you? So that would be my point of view on on Pompey's preseason. A little bit fifty-fifty, a little bit indifferent right now. I might be being. I could be completely wrong, but should you have? Should have, could have Ports have played more preseason games? Am I right? Like, or maybe um, I don't. Because, or, or maybe had or when you had those that local opposition, we yeah. spoke about a, a discussion on minutes in the legs. Don't worry about patterns of play. Just get players playing football. For me, from a purely external perspective, and I could be wrong, and I don't know the physio fitness side of it more than a, a doctor would. So don't get. I'm not going to say throw everybody in and and let them play ninety minutes. You know, without any measured responsibility I'd say early on in a pre-season but I would say that you were playing a lot of disjoint let's be honest you weren't playing your starting 11 or anywhere near your starting 11 only yesterday for really for about only yesterday for, for one game and we keep speaking about patterns of play and having to really create an identity and an attacking identity how are you going to create an identity where you play your one in one game across your entire pre-season your most important pre-season in your manager's first ever pre-season as a football manager for one game that for me is just, and again, it's, it sounds like I'm, I'm really passionate about it. I'm just intrigued by it. I don't really get that. If that was me and I knew I had to really sort of nail down some key principles as a football manager, I wouldn't play my best team or close to my best team in one game. That for me just is bizarre. I don't know about you, Jake and, and Ben. I, I, if we can maybe get another pom- a, a non-Pompey opinion on top of that. But that just seemed really weird. I don't know, Jake. Yeah, I, I think it's bizarre, especially the amount of players they brought in. Exactly. You know, you've, you've brought in twelve players, um, a lot of them who are going to slot straight into your starting eleven. The likes of Norris, Paul, Scully, um, you know, Gavin White as well. That's cool. that's nearly half your team, Tom. And, and and for those to have played ninety minutes, maybe some not even ninety minutes together for one game. You're sat thinking, who have you got open day of the season? Bristol Rovers. Bristol Rovers. Bristol Rovers. You're looking at Bristol Rovers and going, that's just become a lot tougher because these lads, yes, they've been around together on the training pitch a little bit, but they've not actually played competitive football all that much together. I mean, I compare it to our pre-season. Our strongest 11 has played in excess of maybe 300, 400 minutes together. Um, they... Um, we played our full strength team yesterday against Rotherham, albeit the result wasn't great. We did it against um, Grimsby on Tuesday night. We had a, a young uh, under 18s team pretty much played the first 60 minutes, and then the first team all came on together after after an hour. Um, I think in Boston, the first team played the first hour again. So 
of players, and I'm, I'm, I'm no way saying that Lincoln are, are better than Portsmouth because um, they're absolutely not, and the, play, the resources and players that you've got are, are better than than a lot of ours. But you want them to play together, and if if they're not going to play together, the first day against Bristol Rovers, Regan Paul could be set to do a diagonal pass, and, and it's meant to go to Anthony Scully, but he's then moved inside to be a creative number ten, and and you weren't wondering, well, what have they been doing for the last four or five weeks? So. I'm in agreement with Wardy. I think Messina has really done pre-season wrong. But in hindsight, that might help him in, the, in future pre-seasons. That might give him a chance next year or the year after, if he's still in the job. Um, but but it, it, from the outside looking in, it is very weird. That's what I mean. It's weird. And, and, and he will know what is best for his players because he knows about the fitness levels of those players. It might be that knocks and injuries meant that they couldn't play that period of time or for a, for a longer period of time together. But I just think, again, I don't want to repeat what Jake just said in our perspective, but in both championship oppositions, we tri- we sort of treated it as a League One game. We had our starting eleven. We brought on players at the time and for players that would be swapped in and out for if it was Cambridge on Saturday. That's how we treated it. We then played Bristol City's B team or, or mixture of those against our youth reserve fringe players. And we treated that a little bit differently. And we sort of had that real feel of there was a real almost and again you're going to laugh but there was almost a competition yesterday even though we won 5-0 and we wouldn't read into result there was an element of competition because you went well Rodriguez is going to play in number 10 next Saturday he is now I know Mark Harris is going to start up front on Saturday he is now and you can really sort of see that link up play building whereas if you're chopping and changing I just don't know how that how that fully works I, I will go to Ben because we haven't only got 10 minutes we've still got your predictions um Ben, your preseason. How would you look at it? Because it's been like ours. I think we've had lots of different preseasons across the four of us. But how would you look at yours? We've brought four players in. Four, I think we're four short. I really, I, I really do. And I've been getting out of everyone that I've been getting stick off. I've been getting stick off my own supporters for putting Fleetwood, Fleetwood fifteenth. And and one thing I'll try and mention to them: we let go in nine players, and we've only brought four in. This is nowhere near what Fleetwood squad's going to be. Um, and the the issue that I find, I found in the first two preseason friendlies against, it was the exact same as last year. So we played Blackburn and Preston. We were set up back five, midfield three, sat deep, two up front. Didn't offer absolutely anything in the final third. Tried to hit him on the counter attack. That's why he was so good against the better sides. Lincoln were quite similar last year. Um, they were better at it than us. Um, probably more organised, but Philippe would look like nothing was going to get past them. And, you know, Philippe was back back five and well, back six with the goalkeeper. He's pretty good and steady. And Scott Brown came to the football club, uh, you know, 12 months ago with the club conceding 80-plus goals the season before and finishing in 20th position with 40 points. So in that regard, he's done very well in a small period of time when you think 12 months is. Uh, yesterday, we played Grimsby. And I thought they were the better side. I thought they got through. It was very easy. They got balls into the box. And we looked like we could have conceded maybe five, maybe six times. And came away a little bit worried. But pre-season for me, I kind of think of it like, I don't really care. It's just nice to be back at the football. I, I always think, really, never mind the players. I need to learn how to stand up for 90 minutes again. Never mind the players' fitness levels. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think that it's been an OK pre-season. I think it all relies on I've heard a couple of rumours around the football club that I'll probably tell her off air um, if Jack Marriott did leave the football club um, but I don't think well, he where was he going to go Ben I don't know where he was going to go a big big ambitious bid by a football club sort of pushing top six what uh, Charlton he's, he's <laughs> yeah. going to play up front with Ryan Hardy <laughs> yeah well that well he's coming soon as well so yeah um, anyway so <laughs> So anyway, 400 grand bid, obviously, from Oxford, as you know. I don't think he will go. I think it'd be absolutely comical if Fleetwood, Fleetwood went out and bought him for 250 grand uh, in January as a panic buy, in my opinion, because we all knew what was going to happen with our owner. And then he went to go inside Stockley and marry on three and a half year deals for 500k um, altogether. So it's been a good pre-season. Overall, uh, I still think Fleetwood will have enough to stay up, but I I wouldn't be surprised if Fleetwood got beat next week. I, I I've kind of I don't think we'll win next week. I've also been told, sorry Ben, to add on to that that we are not in we we've pulled out of the Jack Marriott situation. That will happen really early on, and we're we're yeah. not going to go back in for him. Yeah, so. that, that that's correct. Uh, don't worry about that. When I went to Ireland, I got told we've had a bid for Brendan Wiradu and Jack Marriott, and both were straight off. 
no, laughable bids, I got told. And look, I don't think a £400,000 bid for Jack Marriott is laughable. I really don't. I think it's a decent offer. I just kind of see it's a bit like the Harry Kane situation at Spurs. I think for, I think Jack Marriott fleet was scoring 15 goals, 20 goals next year is worth more than £400,000. And you're not going to get kind of a 20-goal season striker for your money, if yeah. you get what I mean. So I, yeah. I kind of think... Well, he's probably worth to fleet with two million pounds, but you're never going to get two million pounds if you get if you get what I mean. I mean, I know what you mean. If he was at Peterborough still, four hundred thousand pounds, they you know sing and dance to the bank because that would be an incredible offer. But at Fleetwood, he's worth more than that. Um, let's go go to uh, predictions. Game week one, opening day predictions. We've so got around where our competition starts. It is. So I've got to. I think I've because I'm in charge. <clears throat> excuse me. I think I've got to take my throat is dying. I think I've got to take note of what. Who does what, haven't I? Do you want to go and have a quick cough, Wardy? And I can, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, lovely. I, can I just jump in with one more thing with the very, very quickly? Because I know we you know it's fine. By the we way, go over an hour, really. It doesn't really matter. Listener retention was excellent as well. I put that in the group chat. Everyone's still listening. I thought no one would be listening mm. towards the end, but people were still listening. Anyway, just quickly on what uh, Jakey Boy and Wardy were saying about um the the lack of perhaps preparation the corporate answer to that and to in the interest of presenting both sides Messino doesn't want the group to peak too early and Colby Bishop hasn't actually well, had an excuse by the way I'm sorry peak too early you've played you've played one how can you peak too early with why one don't game? you let me finish <laughs> sorry I just carry on I'm just saying. I think peaking too early after one game is absolutely mental he means peaking too early if after I, 20 games that, that Twitter account that tagged me I don't want to see this slander towards me. Well, I bet you he don't get it. He's golden boy. He doesn't get it. I don't know what 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 quote what what the quote that you can use is that the person that did do that. The quote you can use is I think saying peaking too early after one game of playing your first eleven doesn't make sense. Peaking that, that's too what I'm early saying. in a pre-season, I think, might have been what he was going with or or whatever. The other thing I would say, and to counteract that, and it, it the only reason I say it is just to balance out both sides because I don't want to be completely anti-Pompey or pro-Pompey or whatever because I know me and Ben's I like John friend... Messino. I'm, I'm pro, I like John Messino. I just think this is a really bizarre thing he's done. Me and Ben's friend, Eric Eisner, is just made, making the trip over as we speak to watch the Bristol City game. So if you're listening, Eric, Bristol on your Rovers. journey over from the state... Was it... Did I say Bristol City? That was yesterday, wasn't it? Bristol yeah. Rovers. Um, Colby Bishop hasn't had 90 minutes yet, which is a bit of a concern. We've only ever seen him... We pl- saw him play in Spain for 75 minutes and then he did the same yesterday and looked incredibly isolated. So that's a little bit of a concern of mine. Um, but yeah, the, the, the kind of perhaps the corporate answer, because I know it's a little bit kind of trying to protect your own, but I, I think he's... He's still trying to gear the group up, and I think he's there's still a little bit of a sharpness issue. So I don't know whether he's being too careful, being too gentle with them, or whatever. Um, but also to move on back to the predictions thing, how are we going to do this? Because it's and I appreciate this comes off, across as a bit of a meeting while we're on the airwaves. <laughs> yeah, but, sorry, we didn't talk about this. Um, are we going to go a week early? Because I feel like, but I suppose people want to hear us say our predictions, but equally, would it not be better for us to all submit them on like a Thursday, Friday before a Saturday game in the group chat and then review them after? Would that not? No, no. That's not, that's not as exciting, is it? No, but then it's a little no, but bit I, I get that, but all of a sudden then you can go, you know, I don't know. I, I We're not going to lie about it, are we? Would you... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it'd be interesting. People people might want it, but even if it's a week, like I know, I know what you mean. You want to try and get as much. Pages at that League One podcast on Twitter. I don't think it is. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Where is it not? It's that League One. That it's that League One pod, isn't it? With Um, a one. Follow on that League One one. pod. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. You can get that early. (laughs) Also, you can see uh, (laughs) Nappers do some drum impression there as well. I don't know if we'll be 14 this week, um, but uh, let's have a look. Let's, let's go through them as if they are now. And then if it, if it does get people come back That's and fine. say, let's do it it's too early. Let's let's do it it say, say, for example, yeah. Oxford win, draw. We don't have to go 3 Oh, no, you've got to go score. Yeah, you've got to go score. Score prediction. Okay, right. Has anyone got a pen and paper so we know who said oh, what? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yes. You're meant to be hosting, Mush. Right, Jake's Well, I, well I didn't quite, I didn't think, I thought I, I was with, I was almost with Ben here saying, I thought we were just going to do winners and losers because no, who cares? that's rubbish. No, we don't want to do that. Because then okay, if you get, because you get more points if you get the score spot on. That's what I, that's what we said last week. Oh, we were saying get... two for oh, the correct oh, don't outcome, we have, three for the correct score. We need to mention that 
Well, the, I think what we're going to do was it we're going to add it on. So yeah, three points for you if you get the bang on. Yeah. One point for the result and zero get it wrong. But also to make it interesting with our team, we, we said it's going to get it added on to our points tally for our team, didn't we? And the loser yes. has to do the fourth oh, at the end of the year. Yes, we did <laughs> that say that, but good. that doesn't benefit some of us in the group, does All it? All right, then. All right, then. Fair enough. We'll just do it on our prediction. And the, what, what, what was the punishment that we came up with? Well, we let the, we're going to let the Patreons decide. So if you are a Patreon and you want to suggest, you can't. there is a messaging service on there. Please be kind, so You can Sue. message us. Please be nice, Sue. Come on, don't so do Sue, if it's something absolutely ridiculous, I mean, after what Jake said about you, and I wouldn't be very happy about it, I think aim it towards Jake and just hope he loses and make it horrible punishment because what he said was out of order. <laughs> I'm not wearing a Lincoln shirt. I don't it really. Can't be I shirt don't... related. No, no, no. We have got some exciting plans though for the for that in terms of we are going. Oh well, no! Oh no! We did decide. We did have a few suggestions. So we said the suggestions. What are you talking about? We had a the takeaway idea. Oh, that the mukbang at the end. Yeah, that would be a good idea. one. Yeah, like that. Um, but we, we, that, that doesn't really sound like a punishment. It just sounds like eating food. So I don't really. <laughs> that doesn't seem as much of a punishment. But anyway, that is let's a, let's that go is to a plan, isn't it? For the last, it is an idea. It is an idea. Maybe Christmas. Um, we're doing Christmas as well. Yes. Right. Yeah. We're going to need some more there's patrons. Lots of, there's lots of plans for this Christmas podcast. <laughs> we don't know what they are yet. <laughs> yeah, we've got some great ideas, but we just don't know how to make them I've happen. I've got great right. ideas. I put them in the chat. They say great idea. And when I make them, <laughs> them what? <laughs> yeah, just as an idea for that. Ideas. Ben put a fantastic idea in on Thursday. I'm in charge of the running order. Forgot it, as I mentioned today. So I don't know. It? It was a competition time. We can do that next week. We can do that next week. Is that, is that oh, really my really word. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. This is not charting this week. Jesus Christ. What a shambles. Are we going? I Come don't on. know. We did start last week's podcast talking about whose go it was at doing the presenting. And that's still got number 14. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't well, know we'll see. Go on, N. Barnsley, Paul uh, Bale. Do it. Oh, can I do it? Because I've got the list in front of me. Of yeah, the, like, go on. You games. go for it, mate. I'm just looking at, the, at my predictions. So I've got Derby versus Wigan. Ben will Why go from left to right on the screen. Why have you done them in alphabetical order? Because this is how SofaScore got them lined up. Oh, I better get on a SofaScore then. Sorry, get carry SofaScore, on. Go League One. Right, let's go on, on the order of our faces here on the video. <laughs> ben, Derby versus Wigan. Scoreline. 2-1 Derby. Is someone writing this down? <laughs> Jack, Jake is, I think. Good. I'm going to go... Steady on. 2-0 Derby. <laughs> Because I hate Wigan. Oh, I'm sorry joking. to. I'm, I'm joking. I'm sorry joking. to Clive. Wigan have I'm scored. Joking. I said there was. Why are we oh. defending a one-nil lead at home? <laughs> right. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I've still got that saved on my phone, by the way. In my favour, that's amazing. Um, I'm going to go with Nappers two-one Derby. And then Jake, you need to say yours. <laughs> yeah, you don't write it down. Don't tell me one. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm gonna make that. That's gonna change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I've written down. Like I've written down some numbers down there. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go three 0 Oh, okay. So we've got two one, two two ones, a two nil, and a three one, three nil. Three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I dragged that off. I guess that seems very bad in my head. One hour podcast, and we're only on the first fixture. <laughs> Come on, let's, let's move on. Let's ben, rattle through. Reading versus a Peterborough United. One all. Bloody hell. <laughs> Is that too many numbers, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> Two ones, mate. You know that one. Yeah, I'm going to go. You know, you could just jot all I'm... these down after the podcast when you listen to it back. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm going to go. I'm gonna go... <laughs> yeah, this does get recorded, Jake. I'm going to go one it? all as well. I'm going 2 2. I'm going to go 1-0 posh. Ooh. Ben, Charlton versus Aiton Orient. 2-0 Charlton. 1-0 uh, Charlton. 3-0 Charlton. I'm going to go 1-1. <laughs> God, we're all going completely different. This is good. Um, Barnsley versus Port Vale, Ben. 2-1 Barnsley. Oh, sorry, it's me, isn't it? Uh, 1-0 Barnsley. Why are you leaving such a gap? What, pause? Yeah. 
Because I'm having to think. I say oh. it and then go, shit, it's my go, isn't it? Am I the only one that's actually prepared a, a load of pretty... <laughs> yeah, look, I've not... No, I've, I've got them as well. Don't worry. I just put it out there. 10.15 this morning and we started recording at 11. Mr. Jack Ward football podcast went, I'm going to do the predictions. And I was like, oh, great. That's part of the running order. Well done. Um, what are we on? Barnsley, Port Vale. I went 2-1 Barnsley as well. Oh, I'm going to go for 4-1 Barnsley. Wow. Eesh. The first club involved the four of us Pompey Bristol Rovers 2-0 uh, Portsmouth good lad 2-0 uh, no. Portsmouth 3-1 Pompey 0-0 no, no. oh for fuck's sake <laughs> really Bolton nil, versus nil. Lincoln let's move on from that actually it's better if we don't justify it Bolton Lincoln 2-0 uh, Bolton 2-0 uh, Bolton <laughs> They did quite well. Did you win their last season? No. Oh, two <laughs> Bolton then. <laughs> um, I'm going to go 1-0 Bolton. Predicting a loss. Blackpool Burton, Ben? 2-0 uh, Blackpool. Ooh, I'm going to go 2-1. Close. To I was going to go... Yeah, you got to say who. To Blackpool, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I was going to go close. I was going to go for a 1-1. One, one. Yeah, I agree with Tom. I'm going to go 1-1. But by the way, it feels really intense, like Mastermind, doesn't it? I don't know why, I feel really intense. Uh, Wickham Exeter. Ooh, one all. 2 0 Wickham. 2 1 Wickham. 1 0 Wickham. Two newly promoted sides, Northampton Stevenage. God, that's an exciting game. 0 0. Yeah. <laughs> that one got Sky, funny enough. It didn't. <laughs> 1 1. I'd go 0 0. I'm going to go 1-0 it, to the Cobblers. It's got to be at least a 0-0 in there somewhere because there always yeah, is. Yeah, Yeah, well, mate. Good effort. Cambridge-Oxford, Ben? 2-1. Uh, Cambridge. Oh! <laughs> mate. Okay. That's oh, he's I, well, not I, I, happy. <laughs> that, that has pissed me off. I'm, I'm going to go 1-0 <laughs> Oxford. I'm going to go... Oh, you're away from home. Have you sold out? I think you have, haven't you? Yeah, we have, yeah. Are you going? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, am I going? Like, I don't ever go to games of football. I do live well. in London half the time, but no, I am going to this one. What did you go for? One in Oxford. Close. I, I, you know what, I agree with Ben. It's going to be close than you think, especially away from home. Nerves the opening day, but I think we're going to just edge it one now. 2 1 Oxford. I'm going to go for a 1 1 draw. I can see that probably being the most likely result. Sorry, I've got to change the page. Uh, Carlisle Fleetwood. 2-0, two, two Carlisle. What? Yes. We, Fleetwood played Port Vale on the opening day last year. Playing a newly promoted side on the opening day is the, is the worst fixture of the season. Away from home. Carlisle will going to have 8,000 fans in the ground. It's going to be rocking. First time in League One for so many years. Uh, they've had a great transfer That's window. Cool. Fleetwood aren't settled. I think Carlisle will win it. I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. I'm surprised that you boys are betting against your teams not to win. Um, 1-1. One, one. I'm going to go 2-1, Carlisle. Shrewsbury versus Cheltenham Town. Classical Don't of the care. ages. 1-0. <laughs> Don't, Don't care. care. <laughs> Don't care. <laughs> uh, no, I said classical uh, of the ages. 1-0. I'm going to go nil. I'm gonna go with my first 0-0. This is my second 0-0 as well. Uh, I think it's going to be 2-0 Shrewsbury. Wow. And that is it. That is all 12 open day fixtures. I'm not sure if fun. that's going to be a feature moving forward. That was a little bit dull as dishwater, personally. But we'll... well, we'll have to see what people mm. think. That might be interesting. Maybe if we gave more time to justify them, had more discussion on games, it'd be a bit better. But there we go. We had lots of transfer window chat. Remember, every single week as well, we'll be touching on the games that have played and we might get more time to speak about yes. the games. There's reasoning behind our predictions. At the moment, we are just throwing out there based on sort of transfers and, and what people think ahead of the season. So, yeah, I think it will get uh, more exciting, we hope, for that segment as it goes on. But hopefully you did enjoy it. So we're not, not basing it off that. anything yet, are we, either? So it's not like you can go off the last 10 games or anything like that. So it will, no it'll form, get better. There's no form, is there? That's the issue. Um, I think that does wrap it all up. Hopefully you did enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> don't know. Everyone's is, asleep. I, I, I emphasise the word hope. I hope you didn't enjoy it. And um, that was uh, a really... Well, I, I do think some segments had potential. The last one, maybe not. But we live and we learn. That's why it's the second one. Oh, I made it. Hang on. Wait a second. 
I did yeah. ask that we could do a shout out section every week, didn't I? That needs to be a feature. How I much are you getting really paid for important. that? No, I, you will love this. All three of you will love this, right? All four of us will love this. Tim pays sponsorship with one football. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, that. By the way, also as well, sponsorships are watching this. Like, I know this has been a bit of a shit second half, but like, do sponsor us. Like, we are really good. <laughs> Like, a lot of time we are good, but this this last 10 minutes, I get it, has been boring. But we, even if you just want to sponsor the first no. half an hour. I don't know if it's been boring. I just think it's maybe there's not a lot to base it off. And Anyway, let's move on. Um, yeah, the shout-out, I don't know his name, so apologies, but I went <laughs> what to... What you just shout-out no, his oh name? Oh, my God, for the second time today, let me finish, <laughs> Mushter. Right, so... The shout-out is a guy who I didn't catch his name. I was walking out of AFC Wimbledon on Tuesday night, and he, he went, oh, you four never written all over it. And I went, yeah, hi. No, I didn't say, yeah, hi. That's really horrible to say that. I went, yeah, Hello. Oh, fuck off. I didn't say that. I said, oh, hi, mate. Okay, what did you think? Whatever. We started chatting about the game. And then he, uh, I wasn't expecting him to say this, but he turned to me and went, that podcast that you started with those three other League One guys, I mean, it's really good. I really enjoyed listening to that. And I didn't expect it. He didn't respectfully if he's listening he probably is because he listened to the first one he didn't look like the kind of guy who'd be interested in that le- uh, he didn't look like a tea lopper put it that way so what a great thing for him to hear you don't look like a tea lopper but shout out to you no shout out to him <laughs> don't know he, your name either the first guy that's approached me in person to mention the podcast so thank you very much for listening really appreciate it and i hope you're still here and you're listening to this point the shout outs will be a lot earlier hopefully in the next couple of ones um but yeah whoever you are lovely stuff thanks yeah. all jokes aside we do we are very very proud of the people that watch it and and like i say although maybe the predictions need a bit of work we are still quite surprised that over a thousand people watch the first one so or listen to it, just listen to it. yeah listen thousand people didn't watch two people yeah. watch two people watch <laughs> <laughs> anyway i think we can wrap it up now of course next week will be the day after the opening day of the season which oh, is who's really hosting exciting. next week ben jake jake is jake isn't it me it's me. Ooh, so no pressure, but you've got the first one for the games. Wow. That is, you know what? Big. I'm glad I got mine out of the way now. So uh, thank you very much. Until next time, I've been Jack. That we've had Ben from. Don't need to go through everyone. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> Tom and Jake. <laughs> I tried to reach your Twitter. So that isn't on your YouTube channel. It's called vlogs. Anyway, until next time, thank you everybody. Um, see you later. Thank you. Drive safe.